Welcome to the Long Hollow Group Leader Podcast. We believe that life change happens best in circles, not rows. And so whether we're talking about your life group, your D group, or your family, this resource exists to help you make disciples that make disciples. How to lead a life group that new people love. That is today's topic. And that is a good topic. I know. We're, I'm excited about it. We have talked a lot about how do you invite new people in? Mm-hmm. How do you grow your life group? Yes. We talk about who's your one, hangout nights. I would definitely go back and listen to those episodes. Mm-hmm. And so that is a huge part. But today we're going to talk about when that new person comes, Yes. how do we make sure they come back? That's right. Because yeah. so, I've been <laughs> in the groups where, man, we had a lot of new people, right. but they never seem to come back for some reason. I mean, there's a whole science behind making something welcoming. And like businesses and stores are like, how do we make sure these these displays look right? How That's do we right. make sure people feel welcome here? And, the, and even churches have done research on, you know, it, the decisions made in the parking lot. I'm that's like, right. And that is very little. That's a slim sliver of time. So what does it look like for our house? You know, people right. come into our life group. So I have a, I have a study, and I don't yeah. know if this has not been this scientifically stu- proven. Okay, this is not um, It's actually no research has gone yeah, into yeah. it. It's just totally my hunch. My hunch is people haven't even questioned whether or not you did research. That's they right. No, you didn't. That's right. <laughs> and so I have not done research on this, but they do. But this is what I think has been true from my experience yes. is that when it comes to the church, they say you have a seven-minute window when somebody comes to the church between uh, when they arrive and when they decide if they're going to come back. So you got to make an impression uh, in the first seven minutes. I think in the home, it's even less. I think it's a window time. I'm going to say two minutes based off my research. It's two minutes uh, because you're in the home and it's familial and relationships. And so what we're going to talk about today is not just the two minutes, but the whole Mm. experience. How do you get people to stick? But before That's we good. do that, do you have any examples of, of of things to do to not let people stick? Things that make people say, I am never coming back to this group. <laughs> there are so many things. I mean, there's an unlimited list. Uh, I don't have any that stand out uh, because I've, hopefully I've employed the things we're going to be teaching today. Right. But I'm also, uh, I, I know that I've had some folks in my group who have uh, kind of crossed the boundary, if you will, yes. and made me think, oh, no, don't Those do difficult that. personalities, you're like, oh, man, ah. that's... that's oh. They're just, you know, it, it, it just depends on the group and that's the right. makeup of the group. <laughs> I'll, I'll give mine really quickly. Okay. Uh, I was inviting my sweet mates to my life group, and I'd been inviting for week after week after week. They finally come, and when they walk in, we had a leader that was leading for his first time, and there was somebody in the group, he had sniffles. Like, he yeah. just had a little runny nose, which right now we would right, be concerned right now, in COVID. During COVID, that is a big deal. Right. This is pre-COVID. In the early 2000s, no one cared. No one cared except for this guy, <laughs> and he decided to get our whole group laying hands on the guy with sniffles. And so this okay. guy who is Nothing has, wrong with praying for one someone no. who's sick, by the way. And I have no problem with sure, laying on sure. hands, but sniffles, yeah. it, it doesn't seem to really add Rise up. to that level. That's right. Maybe, yeah. So my two friends... Walk in, and a whole group of guys have hands on this dude. This guy's like hand is on the kid's face, and <laughs> they're praying over sniffles. Uh, and my two friends, I like mouth to him. I said, "We don't always do this." They never came back, and so surprise, 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 surprise. So that's a great example oh, of what not to do. But yeah, today we can talk awkward. about <laughs> the things that we have adapted as normal can seem so we want to put that lens on that's what this podcast is about so where do leaders need to start Vic when they consider creating a newcomer friendly group 
Yeah, I think so. It starts again with the mentality, and mm-hmm. so you're thinking, what what perspective am I looking at my group? And so yeah. when we have been in the group for a while, we sometimes forget what that first visit was like. Mm-hmm. We sometimes forget what it's like to walk into a room with people we don't know. And so we really want our groups to embrace an outsider mentality. Right. Uh, we want them to consider the person not yet here with every decision that we make. Mm. And so what curriculum do we use? Yeah. Uh, what? How should we structure the night? What types of discussion do we have? What type of discussions do we avoid? Right. All of them. <laughs> let's not kick off with politics tonight. That's exactly let's, let's, right. Let's save that for next week. That's maybe. exactly right. right. <laughs> but you're with everything. Hey, let's do food and fellowship on the front end. Let's right. do. Uh, let's do a curriculum that. It, let's not go through revelation. Whatever mm-hmm. it may be, you're thinking, if I was a new person, how would that come across? Yeah. And so with that, though, the, the, what helps with this outsider mentality is that I want everybody in my group to identify mm-hmm. one person in their life that would benefit from a group like this. Yeah, This is that who's your one that we talk about. Right. I want to help all of my group identify who's their one. And we want to say, man, be praying that they come to the group. Yeah. When you start to think about Bobby, when you start to think about Sue, and you start to say, okay, what would they think of the group? You then structure your night differently. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so Churchill has a great quote that says, 100 deaths is a statistic, but the death of someone you know is a tragedy. Ooh. And that's what we're trying to get. We're sitting here and say, okay, we can always talk about the outsider or the people in our community that don't know Jesus or the people we want to come to the group. But when you know that person and their story and their story matters to you, you then act differently. Right. And so getting that person. And then here's a question that I'm going to ask my group. And we've done these reflection nights where we say, hey, let's talk about our group. We've had a lot of new people come, but Mm -hmm. they haven't haven't stuck. Why do do we think that is? Uh, This is the question that I ask. How can we create a place where people feel welcome and accepted? Yeah. And that's a good question. What you have to be careful with is not asking it the night you have the new person there. Oh, that's very true. This is more (laughs) of the, Was I the person invited? (laughs) Yeah, that's right. That's right. Hey, new person, would you tell us, do you feel welcome and accepted right now? Why or why not? Right. And so don't do that. This is before the groups get going for the semester, or maybe your group hasn't had new people in a while. Um, And so, yeah, that's a great thing. So think that outsider mentality can Consider the person not yet here with every decision you make. Right. Get every person to think of an individual in their life that mm-hmm. they want to invite into the group and then yeah. ask them, how do we create a place where that person, mm-hmm. Bobby, Sue, whoever that is, your one, yeah. is able to come and feel welcome and accepted. Sure. So that kind of lays the, the the groundwork for it. But what would you say, what are some of the most influential things that you can do to make sure that a yeah. new person sticks? So some of it is out of our control. We know that person's got to decide. We can't decide for them. Yeah. But we can do everything we can do. And the first, uh, I think where it starts is personally inviting that person, you know, uh, telling someone, Hey, here's an address. Hope to see you this week is not as effective as, Hey man, uh, I want you to come. Can I, you know, give you a ride? Can I help you get, what can I do to help you get there? And just an invitation, you know, when you ask someone to do something, uh, let's let's get lunch together, let's go to the movie, whatever. It's that same type of invitation. It doesn't have to be some type of weird, okay, this is church related, so this is going to be different. You know, this is a normal facet of your life and hopefully becomes a normal facet of theirs. And so you being that personal inviter, I think is where it starts and and what helps with the process because now they have a connection to the group. Yeah, they're immediately good. part of the group even before they've shown up because they've got you there, right? Yeah. You're you're that connector, which 
leads right into this next one. Personally host your friend. Yeah. So when the, when your friend shows up, you know, don't say, hey, man, thanks for coming, and then head off to go hang out with, right. with the rest That's of right. the group. Do not abandon them, you know. Remember, that, studies show in the first two minutes they make the right. decision if they're coming back or not. <laughs> for sure. Step out of – step. Out, yeah, the sniffles guy – uh, that's a whole different story, but you may that's want right. to step out of the house, uh, invite them and walk in with them. You know, you want to yeah. do, think about it this way. What if it was your first night there, yes. uh, even if it's your own house and try to think, what are some ways I can remove obstacles? Um, the, the third thing you want to do is connect your friend with multiple people, right? There, there is a, yes, you want to hang with them and you want to be their connector, but you want to make sure they get to know everyone else. So you may say, right. Hey, this is so-and-so, this is what he does. Or here's, if you see some common ground between the person you've invited and some of the people in your group, help break ground on that common ground, help them, uh, make that connection as easily as possible. So they can begin to, to build some friendships with some other people there. And, th- and this is the worst. It, it happens in church all the time. I'm doing everything I can to invite someone to church. I'm doing everything I can to invite someone to my group. And as soon as they get there, I'm done. Right. That is the worst way to do it. You know, it's, it's follow through in that process is so key yeah. and so important to make them feel welcome as, as, as much as just coming to the group on the first That's right. And then the final piece is to invite them back. Yeah. You know, this can be where, where we fail. Uh, when we say, Hey man, uh, thanks for coming. And then you kind of move on and say, Hey, we want you back again next week. You know, you, you don't want them thinking, well, I liked it, but I'm not sure they like me. Yeah, (laughs) no, that's so good. And they don't have it on their calendar. Like this has not been a rhythm of their life and it takes more than one week for them to get in that rhythm. And depending where they are with the Lord, this group Mm -hmm. there, it's not their top priority. And so you really have to continue to help them until give them that structure until it becomes the rhythm in their life. Right. Help them see, Hey, we do this every week or, that's Every right. other week, whenever your group meets and whatever that rhythm is, help them see it. So it's not just, oh, okay, this, so this isn't just one unique thing that we came right. and hung out at. So good advice there. Let's get to the next and most important question after a brief break. But I do want to throw it out there because I think it's going to be fun to think about. Uh, you know, we joked about some funny off-putting things at the beginning, but what are some things that are more subtle yeah. but still don't help uh, people feel welcome? Yeah, Uh, these are some things we don't want to do. But think about those as we listen to this brief commercial. We'll be right back. Do you have a vision for the groups in your church, but don't know how to make it happen? Replicate's Group Ministry Masterclass is a one-stop course to help you create, launch, and sustain your group's ministry. These training videos, implementation exercises, and resources will guide you to create your own group's playbook that is unique to your context. You can access this masterclass today at replicate.org slash groups. So here we are with the final question, question three. Uh, at the beginning of the episode, we talked about Mr. Sniffles <laughs> and, and how he, you know, we, <laughs> we want to help him fill uh, well, we want to help others feel welcome, even right. if he's there. Obviously, right. he felt welcome. <laughs> he felt really welcome. And that's probably, right. how, how many people ended up with the sniffles after that oh, uh, episode, by the way? That's a, that's a great question. <laughs> I mean, I'm not one to, to say let's not lay hands on people. But, but probably for something certain... other than sniffles. Like, I just don't think sniffles is the level in which we say, hey, people that haven't been meeting very long, that don't know one another, some of you don't know Jesus, right. let's all go lay hands on this so guy's face. So what are some subtle things we, yeah, <laughs> some subtle things we do in our group um, that, that aren't really bad things. There's nothing wrong with That's them right. sometimes, and maybe there is, but uh, 
they they definitely don't help when it comes to um, encouraging people to feel welcome when yeah. they come in. Yeah. So one of these things we actually talked about this in our ways uh, best ways to facilitate discussion. Yeah. Um, and so we talked about this is when you open up discussion and you say mm-hmm. something like, uh, "So what did you guys take from the sermon?" Mm-hmm. Uh, that's something that actually that quickly draws a line and says, "Hey, there's insiders, yeah. outsiders." Right. Um, so I think you want to be if you didn't go to the sermon, if you're the new friend, if you're the who's your one sure. that doesn't go to like, your church, sermon? exactly. You don't know <laughs> what, what are it they is. Talking about and immediately I. I don't feel like yeah. I should talk, facilitate. I don't have anything to contribute to this. That's and true. maybe I, I'm not supposed to be here. Yeah. That's that feeling. I think you got to be conscious of when you say things like that, mm-hmm. that make people feel uh, excluded. Another yeah. example of that is insider jokes. Mm-hmm. And so like if you have an inside joke with somebody, which this is what's tricky, is the longer that your group is together, and I would say the better that the relationships get with mm-hmm. your uh, group, the yeah. more inside jokes that you'll have sure the more difficult the more that you need to be careful kind of the shadow side Mm -hmm. of really good close-knit community is that it can be exclusive to people who haven't had the history and uh in that with those relationships and so if that happens one of the phrases that i've used when the inside jokes happening is I'm going to one say, Hey, for those that maybe weren't here, um, you know, let me explain this inside mm-hmm. joke. And then I'm going to say, Hey, you may hear us with some things kind yeah. of referencing back to the past or inside jokes. Right. That just comes because we've lived life together uh, for a while yeah. and we're excited for you to be a part of future sure. inside jokes going and forward. And that can even be a conversation you have later when you think, Oh, I remember we, we spent 10 minutes on this one thing. That person probably felt totally disclu- or exactly. excluded. And so taking that time after, to say, hey, you know, I know some of this, you know, you, it looks like we've been together a while. We want you to be a part of that. Right. Didn't mean to, to make you feel excluded there. Uh, because you also don't want to make it awkward for the whole group. But it can be right. helpful either during or after. But just keeping in mind, like you say, is so important. That's right. Exactly. So, and I would say, too, another thing is just inauthenticity. And that's a big word. There we go. Uh, so wow. inauthentic people, if this that know-it-all, people that don't open up about their struggles. Yeah. Man, people, you know, C.S. Lewis has a great quote. He says that relationships start with you two moments. Oh, you struggle with that too. Yeah. Oh, you have that issue too. Mm. You're walking through this too. Like that right. idea of connecting with people and being like, man, okay, I do have something in common with that. Yeah. See, I think the problem is that people think that the Christian community doesn't struggle with the same things that Mm -hmm. uh, the rest of the world struggles with. And so whenever we are authentic and we're just real people say, okay, they struggle with the same things that I do. Yeah. And so if you're, you want to, that's part of that uh, life-changing discussion. We want it to be authentic. We want us to open up and say, man, here's where I'm struggling. But if you're always the, you know, if you're always the hero in every one of your stories, if like (laughs) every biblical principle is, is is explained and illustrated by your triumph, then it's going to create an environment where people aren't open and honest, which is very unwelcoming to somebody who probably has some shame, some fear, some guilt uh, coming into a group of mm-hmm. believers um, and so for their first time. But when you give permission to say, hey, we're, yeah. we're all imperfect and it's okay not to be okay, that's going to allow people to say, man, this is welcoming and accepting. Uh, other thing, divisive questions. Is it divisive or is it divisive? Uh, either way, don't do it. <laughs> I say divisive. I say divisive, you say divisive, but I think they're both correct. Uh, we, that's, not to be divisive. I don't want to be divisive. <laughs> 
Uh, you and I are the same place. Um, so icebreaker questions not to start Who on. Who are you voting for? Exactly. Who are you voting for? Like what political Where do you candidate? stand on the Second Amendment? Exactly. Uh, yeah, you don't want to start your career. It will be lively discussion, but it will not be discussion that is welcoming and accepting. Right. Might not be as fruitful for the group. That's exactly uh, right. Yeah. Another question we love. Uh, what is the future state of the nation of Israel? Yeah. And so um, that is a question, right. one, nobody knows the answer to, right. but it quickly gets into people to, what do you, what's your interpretation of Revelation? Right, right. All of that, not only is there a divide between in knowledge, those who know it and those who don't, but yeah. just in what you think on it. Sure. So uh, be careful of those. If somebody throws out a question in the group, we talk about this. If they throw a grenade on it, you mm-hmm. as a leader fall on it. Right. Hey, not the best place to talk about this. Let's yeah. talk about it later. And then lastly, I would say is monologues. Mm. And so uh, when people give long monologues and they give 10-minute things and and they kind of get up on their pulpit, if you will, and they start talking, that does not – that's not conducive for the welcome. Yeah, it it could make that new person think, I've got to do that. Exactly. Is that how I share? And they're like, there's no way I'm going to – or – I don't like this, and I don't want to hear it anymore, and I'm not coming back. That's exactly right. People want to, and, and that's not the best way to learn. It's right. not the best way to connect. If we're going for relationships, we want people to share life with one another, to connect with one another. And so those right. are some of the things that I would say more subtle, uh, but they're all awful, often off-putting. Is there yeah. anything else that you would add to uh, to this, just kind of simple things to help make a welcoming and accepting yeah, I, environment? I think part of it is you, you need to make sure, you know, when it comes to the subtlety, you know, it's it's almost like a natural outflow of our conversation to protect our community mm. where we say things that, that those that are kind of new are like, what's this all about? So it's it's similar to the inside jokes, but it's also just insider knowledge. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just That's like, and, and again, we don't do it intentionally, I think, but it's just part of a, a just a, maybe subconsciously we're like, hey, this is a strong relationship we have here. I'm going to show that to you by yeah. saying this or doing that. So it's just, it's trying to be more thoughtful about that person as a group until they've kind of been integrated into the group. Yeah, no, that's really good. And the last one I would say is pointing them out specifically as a new person. Mm-hmm. You don't need to do that, especially in the group setting. It's, yeah. it, the studies show that the people are more scared of public speech right. than death. <laughs> Isn't it crazy? Whoa. And so I believe it. it when the exactly <laughs> when the spotlight is on them and you expect people to share something, yeah. you know, they close up. Don't don't put new people at that position. Right. Even at the beginning, if I have new people, I'm not saying so. If you're new, tell us about yourself. Right. Or hey, you're new. In fact, I'm saying hey, everybody. We have uh, you right, know several right. of us are new to the yeah. group. Let's go around just qu- sure. quickly share our name and give everybody the opportunity. Yeah. And you don't need to point it out. For and sure. so uh, those are just some helpful tips. Mm-hmm. And uh, But again, if you're not seeing, if you're seeing new people come, but they're not sticking, have this conversation as a group. Mm-hmm. What? How could we create a place that is more welcoming and accepting yeah. for the ones in our life? We hope this is helpful and look forward to talking with you next week. Thank you for joining us for this episode. Take a moment to subscribe and share this podcast. If you were a long hollow group leader, click the link in the show notes to access resources just for you. If you are a church leader and want to receive free resources to help you make disciples in your home, group, or church, click the link in the show notes or visit replicate.org.